Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. This is Pastor Sam from Northern California. And first of all, uh, let me just say, Mashana um, Tova, and um, also Sucha uh, Simcha, Chag Sameach. We are right now. Um, we're in. We've entered into the new year. And we are celebrating um, Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. It's a feast that um, in Scripture, in the Torah, all Jewish males, all Jewish men, uh, were supposed to go up. Um, once Israel had gotten into the land, uh, was living in the land, they were supposed to go up to the place where God had his temple, the place God would reside, which as we know today, was Jerusalem. Uh, and they were supposed to go up every year uh, to come and appear before the Lord, bring the, the, the uh, harvest, bring in the uh, final ingathering of the har harvest. It's a time of thanking the Lord for his provision. Uh, it's also a time of great joy, a time of you know, being able to be with family and friends. And um, Sukkot is a very joyous time, a very joyous, joyous festival. Uh, we're going to look at this Torah portion today. And it is found in Exodus 33, 12 through 34, 26. And it's called Chol Hamod Sukkot. Uh, Chol Hamod Sukkot. Okay, so... Uh, that's what we're going to be looking at today. And um, it's kind of a in-between, a Torah portion that I guess you could say is in-between uh, the regular Torah portions. Next week, by the way, we will be starting, um, we will be looking at um, the first Torah portion, Barashit, and uh, look forward to that, starting the whole season over and uh, starting with the very first Torah portion of the year uh, and so that happens next week but this week we're going to take a look at this Torah portion before we do that let's pray Avinu Malchenu our father our king we just come to you right now we ask that you will give us understanding of this passage of scripture and help us to not only understand it by your Ruach HaKodesh your Holy Spirit but help us to be able to apply this to our daily lives. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Yeshua, the Messiah. Amen. All right, so let's go ahead and look at Exodus 33.12. Um, this Torah portion is actually Exodus 33.12 through Exodus 34.26. We're just going to be looking at Exodus 33.12 through 16. Um, Moses, then Moshe, Moses said to the Lord, said to Adonai, see, see you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, the Lord said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. 
And then Moses responded, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. All right, so let's take a look at this passage. It's just a short passage that I've chosen today to look at. But as I read through this, I really um, could understand a little bit of how Moses is feeling. Um, there's, there's been those times, I don't know if you know, you've had this in your life, but I know this has happened to me many times, where I feel God leading me to do something. Um, I feel like he's telling me to do something or leading me to do something. Just like here he was telling Moses to see you say to me, bring up this people. And it says, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. So there's times when I feel God is telling me to do something, but he hasn't told me uh, any of the details. You know, I don't know who is going to be helping me with it. All I know is he's telling me to do something. And um, Moses here is, you know, really crying out to God, going, God, <laughs> you, you've said this to me. You've said, bring up these people, but I don't know who's going to be with me. I don't know who's going to help me. And Moses really here is looking for uh, a, a, another person to come alongside and help him. And um, I'm not sure exactly, but I think this could have been before uh, uh, Jethro came and talked to him about the, the multiple judges. So it could have been a time when Moses was having to judge all the people trying to do it all on his own. You know, just imagine over a million people having to decide over their disputes and how much time of every day that would literally take. Um, but Moses says, you, you have said to me, God, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Moses is quoting God's own words back to him, and he's like, I know you've said to me that you know me, you know my name, and also that I have found grace, I have found unmerited favor in your sight. And and God, I, I really, I, I appreciate that, but I need to see something. I, I want to see something physical to show me that I have truly found grace in your sight. I, 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 Moses is struggling here. He's struggling with um, putting full trust and full, full faith in what the Lord has said. Um, I don't know exactly, we could look uh, kind of at some of the things maybe going on at this point, but it doesn't really matter. Obviously, there was always, um, there was always trials, there, were al there was always challenges happening uh, with the children of Israel. Even when great things happened, even when they were delivered, uh, there were, they still, you know, it only took them three days after, after going through the Red Sea, walking through on dry land, this incredible miracle and God destroying their enemies three days into the desert the people are already complaining because they're running out of water and and instead of trusting God to provide water why would God have saved them from Egypt only to kill them in the desert you know from lack of water but the people don't seem to think that way they they seem to think that you know that there's even the question that's posed to Moses you know you know, did you bring us into this wilderness just to kill us? Did God bring us into this wilderness just to kill us? You know, and I have to admit, there have been times that I've been in Moses' shoes and 
trying to deal with people who are complaining all the time. And then there's been other times where I've been the people complaining. I've been the ones that have been, I've been the one that's been doubting. I've been the one that said, you know, God, did you just bring me here to destroy me? You know, and, you know, I've, I've had to repent of that attitude because it is, it is an attitude that really gets God angry. Um, you know, when we are not grateful, when we don't recognize his power, we don't, even when he does incredible things for us, when we are not grateful to him, when we are not thankful, uh, that puts us in a really bad category uh, in the sense that it puts us in a category that of people who God may run out of patience with. And you don't want to be somebody who God runs out of patience with. God is very, very patient, and it takes him a very long time. But um, I know that in, in the history of the nation of Israel, they have definitely tried God's patience. But each one of us, whether you are um, you know, a descendant of Abraham or whether you are of the nations, if, if you have trusted and you believe in Yeshua as your Savior, your Messiah, there are times that every single one of us try God's patience because God has done so much for us and so many times we forget, you know, when, when we are uncomfortable, when we're going through a trial, when there's something that we lack that we really need, it's so easy for us to completely forget what God has done in the past and the good things he has done and begin to complain. And so Moses here is dealing with, I'm sure, a lot of complaining from the people. He's dealing with, uh, you know, being being in a position that is that is uncomfortable. And, you know, he's saying, Lord, I know you said these things to me. You gave me a task to do, but you haven't shown me any details. And and I'm I'm getting... I'm getting a little concerned. You know, you have said, I know you by name and, and, and that I have found grace in your sight. So if I have found grace in your sight, show me. Now, this is a, an incredible prayer by Moses here. Show me now your way. So God, if, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way. Now, there's nothing wrong with that prayer. You know, it, it is a prayer that if you are seeking anything from God, this is a prayer that you can pray. You know, show me your way. I'm, I'm not doubting you, God, but I'd like to know, I'd like to know the next step. You know, so many times we want to see how it's all going to turn out, but that's, that is one of the things God has not shown us. He hasn't, he hasn't shown us how it's all going to turn out. He hasn't promised us that we'll have that knowledge. But one of the things he will do if we ask him and if we trust him is show us the next step. And that's really what Moses is asking. Show me your way that I might know you and that I might find grace in your sight. And what's really cool is Moses is not just asking, show me how to get what I want or show me how to get the people where, where we need to go. Uh, you know, he's not just asking um, for that. He's saying, show me your way that I might know you. He's saying, God, I want to get to know you. I, I don't want to just have the next step and, and just say, God, just tell me what to do. I'll go do it. We'll get this over with. No, his attitude is, I want to know the next step, but I also want to get to know you, God. You, you're, you're amazing. You're, you're my God. Just like you have said that, that we are your people, I, I, want to, I want to know what that means. I want to know what it means to be 
your people. And what a precious prayer, really, when you think about that. And, and then he says that I might find unmerited favor in your sight. I want to know you so that I can find grace in your sight. Now, God's already promised that. But Moses is taking that step, that relationship step, a little bit further. And he's like, I want to know you, God. Um, and then he finishes that off by saying, and consider that this nation is your people. This nation, God, is we are your people. So what does that mean? And I love God's response here. My presence will go with you. Moses, I'm going to be with you. Moses wanted to know who was going to go. God's saying, my presence will go with you. And I will give you Shabbat. I will give you rest. So God is, God is basically offering here to Moses something amazing. Amazing. And I'm not sure Moses fully comprehends what God is saying here. But God's saying, Moses, you don't need to worry you don't need to worry who's going to go with you because I'll tell you who's going to go with you. My presence will go with you. I will be with you. And, and Moses, if I'm with you, you're going to have rest. Because if I'm with you, there's nothing you're going to have to worry about. You know, if the children of Israel had not complained, if they had trusted God, this story of the 40 years in the wilderness would have been, a, well, it would have been a lot shorter for one thing. And uh, I believe, anyways, uh, instead of spending another 40 years in the wilderness, they certainly wouldn't have had to spend two. But not only that, but it would have been one victory to another. It would have been, and, and it still was. I mean, it's still incredible the things God did for his people when they were going through the desert. And yet, if they were to just grasp what God is saying here, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And, and I, I want to say that for you and I today. If we truly understood what we had in Messiah Yeshua, we would never worry again. If we truly believed it, if we truly had faith, we would never spend another moment, wasted moment, worrying. And you know, in Scripture, um, in the Brit HaDashah, in the New Covenant, remember what it says in Philippians? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Be anxious for nothing. See, that's what God is telling uh, Moses here. He's like, my presence will go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Be anxious for nothing. You don't have to worry about anything, Moses. I will give you all the power you need to do it. I will give you all the resources. I will give you the wisdom. I will give you the motivation. I will give you everything you need. Rely on me. Rely on me. And, and in spite of the complaining, in spite of the doubting, in spite of the worrying that the children of Israel did in those 40 years in the wilderness, in spite of all of that, God still provided for them. He still gave them things. It says their sandals did not wear out. They didn't even need to buy new shoes. When's the last time that you went 40 years in the same pair and they were still comfortable? I tell you what, if I wear my shoes longer than two or three years, they're gone. I mean, that is some really good shoes to, to last for 40 years. But it says it was something God did. It was something miraculous. God, God gave them water. That, you know, in the, in the Talmud, it says there was a rock that followed them around everywhere they went. And it, and it would stop and it would just gush out water. 
Now, I know a lot of you may be going through a lot of hard things right now. And I know in the last few years, we all have. You know, we've all gone through a difficult time. Uh, those of us that are local up here in Northern California and the town, the town that I live in was wiped out by a fire in 2018, completely gone. The whole town, um, not, and it wasn't a small town either. Well, it was small, small maybe to some of you, but, you know, we're talking... Uh, 50,000 people were displaced. Uh, I lost my home. And then after that, we were trying to rebuild and, and recover. And COVID came along. And that's affected the whole world. And then, you know, we've lost people. We've lost loved ones, some through COVID, some in, for other reasons or whatever. Um, there's been all sorts of disasters and stuff going on around the world. And yet we are told by our Messiah, by Yeshua, we are told to be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then it goes on and it says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Messiah Yeshua. Now, isn't that awesome? What an awesome promise. What an awesome promise. So we, we are told what to do with our problems and our issues, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication. Supplication just means extra prayer, you know, prayer with, with passion. Let your requests be made known unto God. Ah, but we forgot one thing, didn't I, when I said that. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, having hearts full of thankfulness. If we practiced that that those two verses, if, if that is all we could get out of, you know, the next year of our walk with the Lord is to get those two verses down, it would be revolutionary in our lives as believers in Yeshua. And I believe it would change our life. And I believe it would not only change our life, change the life of our congregations, our, our messianic synagogues, our churches. It would change the life of our community if we truly did those 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 things if we just were not anxious but we did everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving we let our requests be made known unto god if we just did that so father we just thank you we thank you for your word i thank you for this conversation that you had with moses lord you love moses so much he was so close to your heart and you love your people. You do to this day. You love your people, Israel. You love them so much. You love them even though so many of them are so far away from you today. Following other gods and goddesses and following the things of this world. Following after pleasure and, and all sorts of stuff that your people are into today. And yet you love them and you are waiting. You are waiting. Your patience is still there, thank God. But you are waiting for your people for their eyes to be open, for them to see who you are, for them to see that you love them so much that you gave your only son who became one of Israel, who became a Jew, became a human, but also became a Jew, and who is the Messiah, who walked among your people, who, who healed who never worried because he did exactly what he says not to he did exactly what he says to do he gave everything to you you father every issue that he had he he talked to you about it he didn't worry about it 
but he submitted it to you. And, and then he gave his very life. He took the punishment that was upon your people and upon all people, the punishment that we deserved for our sin, for breaking your law, for disappointing you, for not doing your will, all the things that are sinful in our lives, Yeshua HaMashiach took upon himself. He bore that sin. He took it to the cross as our Messiah, as our Savior, as our Yeshua, our salvation. He became that for us. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again. He conquered the grave. He conquered sin. He conquered death. And he ever now, he ever lives now to make intercession for us. He is our great Hagadol. He is our great, the great Hagadol Cohen. He is our great high priest. Lord, we are so grateful for our high priest, Yeshua, the great high priest who ever lives now to make intercession for us. So, Father, I pray that, that we will do what it says in your word to do, that we will realize that whether we are born Jewish or whether we are grafted into Israel, whatever that is, Lord, that just as that you gave that promise to, to Moses, those that are part of Israel, that my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Help us to take that promise and live it. Live that promise recognizing that your presence does go with it with us that you do give us rest and that we will be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let us make our request known unto you and then it says the peace of god your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in messiah yeshua we are so grateful we are so thankful for, for your peace, for your presence. We pray all this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Viasem lecha, shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar HaShalom. In the name of Yeshua our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shalom.